But what I would say is be very skeptical of people and politics telling you what the Bible says. Oh yeah. Oh, um, that's there, a good word. there is, there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of yeah. people out there. That at the front. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of people out there who do not believe what we believe about what God says mm -hmm. that use the Bible to try to push a political agenda. Hey guys, welcome back to the UCAST. We are really glad you're here and we have got some special guests today that Tracy is going to introduce. It's awesome. Today we are broadcasting from uh, Money Law Office, the conference room here in downtown Greenville. And um, I'm going to let our guests introduce themselves. So Brent, why don't you start? I'm Brent Money. Um, I'm a lawyer here in Greenville and I serve on city council and a few other things. <laughs> and I'm Mark Hutchins and I'm a paralegal. Uh, and own a small business here locally, and I am former chairman of the Republican Party of Hunt County and current commissioner-elect for Precinct 1 in Hunt County. Man, we just like stepped up our game, didn't we? I know. I was like, Fran, did you feel like you should have given a, a longer a lot, list? We're local celebrities is what we are. <laughs> awesome. That's exactly Obvious. right. Yes. Obviously. So we brought you guys in to talk about just the teeny tiny non-controversial topic of politics. <laughs> we're, just, we're gonna kind of skim the surface here yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> we did give them the 30 well mark we didn't give you this there's a 30 minute limit because oh, tracy and i are not great at this <laughs> at this at 30 minute limit thing yeah. normally we're like well we'll, we'll go, just go over a little past. But... oh that's right <laughs> so um, what we did was we asked some of our young adults questions that they have pertaining to politics because We've got some of them that have voted before, some of them that have been able to vote but didn't, mm -hmm. and some of them that now, we've got a lot of like the activist heart in our <laughs> young adult ministry. And so they want to know what to do. And I think, I think that a lot of what they're feeling um, because of, and we've talked about this a lot with brain development and age um, and the activism aspect mm -hmm. of that, um, there's a lot of emotion that goes along with that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we have students who really care about not not just issues, but they really care about people. And so they're wanting to be consistent um, in their vote. And um, so we're going to try to kind of part the skies a little bit today mm -hmm. and look at some real issues and kind of uh, you're a couple of guys that we trust. And so we want to hear, mm -hmm. um, hear what you think. And especially for well, I call them kids. We call them kids, but especially mm -hmm. for our young adults, mm -hmm. they, you know, we're all in this room and them sitting under the same teaching. And so I think it's good for them to hear wise voices that are believing the same things and submitting to the same type of leadership to how to walk in this season, Absolutely. especially with it coming so quickly. Mm -hmm. So our first big question, and this is kind of what a lot of them are struggling with, how to biblically match up who to vote for based upon Christian values. And if either party or either candidate necessarily doesn't seem to, you know, match up with their values. Does that make sense? Yep. So kind of how to navigate those waters. Okay. I think the first thing I would say, and this is something I struggle with in my own life. And I think a, a lot of people um, do is um, 
try to spend more time in your Bible than on politics. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I've been bad at that. So don't let, don't let, um, your politics rule mm-hmm. how you deal with your politics. Um, and so, um, that that's hard to do. And the Bible doesn't talk a lot about some of the most pressing issues of our day. Um, but, but that wisdom pouring through you and then you apply it to whatever Mm -hmm. area of life you happen to be sitting in. Um, my philosophy, and this is not something that has all, I mean, I, I didn't make this up. Some, somebody back when said, and it may have been William F. Buckley or somebody, but said, um, you know, vote for the most conservative person that has a chance to win. Mm -hmm. Uh, the person that, 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 and so he, he was a conservative, not even a a Mm -hmm. believer, but so vote, vote for the person who, you think best represents your values um, and, and the things that you believe in that has a chance to win. Um, that That's easier in the primary when maybe like last time we had 17 choices uh, on the Republican side, um, not very many on the Democrat side. This time there were a bunch on the Democrat side, not, not many on the Republican side, but you can kind of look and say, who are those people? And um, once it gets down to a choice of really just two people who are going to win, it makes it a lot tougher. I'm sure we can talk more about that later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely agree. Um, you have to know what you believe first to be an effective advocate for those values in in the political arena or broader social arena. And it sounds silly to say you have to know what you believe because obviously we all know what we think. Um, but sometimes we don't bring an intentional examination to, mm-hmm. to those values and we don't as you're saying, often don't bring those first and foremost to a, a scriptural examination. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you certainly have to start by determining what what are the things I believe that uh, I want to advocate. I believe I should advocate for in the political realm because, you know, some some issues are more more difficult <clears throat> than others to to really spot exactly what the quote unquote biblical position <laughs> is. You know, for me, I'm a, I'm a really strong pro-life person, and that's that's just a really clear issue to me. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no ambiguity there. Um, I want to advocate for life. You know, a lot of things we generally refer to as civil rights, you know, where, where people are free to worship God as they see choose and so on. Uh, those are, are fairly clear issues to me. I know where I stand on them. <clears throat> and uh, but, but other ones that are less clear, maybe... Um, tax policies, you know, <laughs> trade policies. Those Not your nighttime always, read. <laughs> yeah, those aren't always as clear, uh, but they are issues that really impact real life. Uh, Brent's a business owner. He can tell you, he, he could get off on a much longer than 30 minute conversation with you about <laughs> how those impact him. I'm a business owner. I can tell you those things as well. So those are important. Uh, but they're not necessarily controlling or preeminent issues. Um, and so we need to first really examine what we believe that we want to advocate for in, in the political realm and then bring a priority mm-hmm. to it. And then as we're looking at the candidates before us, you just have to decide which of those is going to be the best advocate for it. Oftentimes we talk about party politics and I'm not mm-hmm. one who is strictly against it necessarily um, because I view party as <clears throat> a political party as kind of a vehicle for my values where a lot of people are working together toward hopefully a common goal. Um, so I always want to, uh, at the same time, I always want to make sure that I'm not, um, following a party or a group or even a person. I don't want a cult of personality. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but but we need to make sure that that we are identifying in my opinion i think we need to give some consideration not only to the individual candidates before us but also what vehicle uh which party that they represent is the best vehicle for our platform for our values as a whole mm. Yeah, so, okay, so understanding that those waters can be a little muddy at times, mm -hmm. this would be a major question that I think a lot of our students have is, how do you as a Christian deal with being on a certain political side if you don't necessarily agree with the person or the candidate who's running? And th this is what we hear. I, I bet I've heard it every day for a month mm -hmm. um, with media, with, um, you know, just being out obviously you guys are in the world every day. Like how can a Christian be a Republican right now and agree, you know, but not agree with Donald Trump as a person? Um, th this would be, Emily, I think you agree, the biggest question. Mm -hmm. We have a large majority of people who are saying no way. Yeah. Something in them is saying, well, I normally would go this party or this direction. This party but... may align better, but uh -huh. I can't, I can't get behind this person. Mm -hmm. So go. <laughs> I, first, I first came into political uh, activism, became politically active kind of the, the latter years of the Bush administration, uh, George W. Bush administration. And so I kind of cut my teeth listening and looking up to a lot of people who would speak at length about how the importance of moral character and our leaders. And we, this was, you know, of course, before this was, it was a Bill Clinton mm -hmm. years and there was some, High-profile scandal, mm -hmm. uh, scandals that uh, have to do with character, <laughs> and so, um, so I definitely grew up with that. And so, in that context, um, I would I would apply a really strict um, standard to the people I vote for politically. As I've gotten older, I think I have personally um, achieved a little bit more clarity and gotten a little bit more. A different, got a little different direction in that I don't look for the same, the exact uniformity from my leaders um, mm -hmm. that I would look for, say, in a church leader. Mm -hmm. And you hear a lot, I'm electing, a, I'm electing a, a, an executive, not a pastor. I think there's a lot of wisdom to that because politics is a messy realm. It is not, uh, is not the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're Christians called to minister Great. into it, but we're, it is distinctly different. In the kingdom of heaven, so I'd be, I would be careful about how we um, evaluate our leaders. Character is important. I'm more important. I'm more concerned with people who are going to be honest with me about the things they believe and the positions they hold. Not necessarily. I don't demand that they share all the same theology as me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if they're an atheist, but they're they hold positions that I think mm -hmm. best add or the best avenue for my values. And, you know, that that's a theoretical possibility. Mm -hmm. um, I'll, I'll just, since I'm not hiding the ball, I'll just go on the record and say, having said that, it sounds like I'm, I'm presenting a rationale for voting for somebody who's, uh, I find morally uh, and otherwise um, problematic with mm -hmm. the police. And I actually am somebody who did not vote for um, our current president. Mm -hmm. He was a staunch Republican mm -hmm. the last time. And I'm still kind uh, of, on the fence mm -hmm. about that and I, I, I get a lot of heat from people about that and that's a long uh, a different conversation but that gets more to honesty and integrity but um, I'm, it's been a challenging year for me a uh, few years for me to try and, and, and square 
Mm -hmm. The fact that I do want morally upright leaders, I do want wise leaders, but also they just keep failing mm -hmm. so badly. So I'd like to go back to a to a statement that was made to ask mm -hmm. this question, Brent. I'm gonna put you on the hot seat a little bit, and maybe we can yeah. all discuss this. But one of the things that you said at the beginning was that we're gonna we should vote for the candidate who has the best chance to win. Mm -hmm. um, I find myself hitting my head up against the wall with that statement a lot mm -hmm. because, um, you know, we've talked about this and we did even previously, you know, just before we even pushed play is that I would like to know how are you two defining the best candidate with a chance to win? Mm -hmm. Because the way I, you know, I've, I've said the way I look at that is that if we are all vote, if we all vote, you know, we have, we have a chance to kind of turn some things, but also we have, an obligation to vote our conscience no matter what. Right. So what, what do you explain that for me? Kind of unpack it. Okay. Um, uh, and I, I also did not vote for Trump last time. Mm -hmm. I voted third party, uh, very loudly, mm -hmm. um, because <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, take the man that, that I, I perceived him to be and the things, and, and I didn't believe that he would, um, advocate for those values that Mark talked about that I have, I've crystallized in my mind sure. what, I, what I mean um, and what, or, or what I believe. And so <clears throat> I, I would strongly um, uh, agree with Mark that don't look at a candidate and say, who, who, who sounds like more what I believe, because not these two in particular, but a lot of politicians are silver tongued and you listen to them long enough and you'll start to believe whatever they say. Um, you know, Biden and Trump are neither one of them are. Um, but um, you need to spend time in the word and with wise people determining what God thinks about these issues and then go out in search of a candidate that matches that. Got you. So, so that's where it comes from. Now, at this point in my life, not that we're all, not still learning, but at 42, I have a much clearer idea of what I believe mm -hmm. than I did when I was 22. And when I was 22, um, you know, I was still reckoning with a lot of that. Mm -hmm. At this point, I kind of know. And, mm -hmm. uh, and we could spend a whole podcast on each one of those issues. Yeah. Um, but um, so for... So what was your question? <laughs> so, <laughs> so how do I? So the question is, you, you said that we need to vote for the candidate who has the best chance of winning. Oh, and I said, I said the person that I, I said that. First of all, William F. Buckley said <laughs> that we should vote for the person who, who most uh, supports our values and has the best never, chance of winning. Never have so, a discussion with someone who's a lawyer who yeah. actually does listen to every, you know, yeah. I'm all like, you said this. Yeah, yeah. You know, if so, for some reason this pod didn't record, he can reverberate everything exactly. Yes. Not exactly. I'm just saying, I don't know that I, that I fully, because last time I voted for somebody who had no chance of winning. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I was at a point where I really could not vote for I, either I get candidate. It. I get it. Yes. Um, and so um, I was like, "There, neither one is worthy of my vote." Period. End of story. I can't vote for them. So uh, I am going to vote, and I want to vote for everybody else on the ballot that that sure. is very important. President really of really has <laughs> less to do with our everyday life, right? Um, and and so that's one of the things. And and this goes to something you're talking about while I go. Um, I think it's very important. The last two presidents we've had, so President Trump and President Obama, I think in many ways um, were elected to be the savior for some people. Mm. 
Um, and that can't be. Mm -hmm. So we, we do need to look at their moral character. Um, but we're not electing a savior. Mm -hmm. Um, we have a savior. Um, he is King over all, not Mm -hmm. just over America. And we need to, and so the, the savior complex, we've got to be real careful with. And, and, you know, people on the right, um, kind of, uh, criticized, um, the left for Obama being this savior character. And then they went out and elected, you know, mm-hmm. a savior of the working mm-hmm. class or, wow. or of the American job or of wow. nationalism or whatever. So, um, anyway, I, I think that it is, um, it's important to, to find somebody like, like Mark said, that will advocate for the things that you think are most important. You don't have to agree with them on everything. Um, but you say, if there's going to be a leader in that position, who is best going to be able to move forward the things that I think about? So let's talk about life. I believe in, um, in, you know, I, I believe abortion is wrong. It's bad. It needs to be eliminated from, um, society. And so, um, in 2016, I, I genuinely, truly, after I'd studied as far as I could on everything, thought, um, you know, Trump doesn't care anything about life issues. Mm-hmm. It's not, uh, and, and whatever he's saying, I don't believe in because mm-hmm. he's a liar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I just felt it very, very strongly. And I was like, why would I vote for him? And I sure can't vote for Hillary. Um, after four years, Trump has not just what he has said um, about pro-life issues, which uh, frankly, after being involved in politics and watching presidents really since Reagan, um, Trump is the most pro-life president we have ever had. Mm-hmm. He's more pro-life than George W. Bush, who I love. Mm-hmm. Um, he's more pro-life. He, he, his rhetoric, um, things he said in the State of the Union address, um, extremely, extremely um, strongly advocating for life. Now, does he truly believe it in his heart of hearts? I don't know. Could he be lying in order to get my vote? Maybe. But then he's backed it up with conservative judicial appointments. He's backed it up with, um, with um, you know, um, using his presidential powers to, to try to move the ball forward on life issues. And so um, his latest, uh, when I decided I'm probably going to vote for him um, was when he nominated Amy Coney Barrett. Um, to Supreme Court, a strongly pro-life um, Supreme Court uh, nominee um, that, frankly, other Republicans would not have had the guts to do because she has been vocal about those issues. And they would say, no, you know, George W. Bush appointed people who had very little public record on anything. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm getting off the subject, but it's like, okay, now, now I have a record to look at, not just what it TV reality star says he's going to do, but mm-hmm. four years of him actually doing it. Mm-hmm. And yes, I still think he has moral and character failings in a lot of areas. Um, but, but I'm trying to be driven by the things that, that he will push for that I, um, that, that matter to me. Mm-hmm. And just and to clarify, you know, I am not, I know Brent's not saying the character does not matter. It absolutely does. Mm-hmm. We just have to remember that people are people, politics is politics, and, and kingdom is kingdom. Mm-hmm. We have to make sure that everything is where is in the in the priority that it, that needs to be. 
I would love to have somebody a sterling character I could vote for. But as a Christian, my job first and foremost is to is to point out when somebody does something that's good and when they do something that's bad. And so it's calling balls and strikes, as I say. I think that's really the what the priority for Christians. And um, I don't have a list of the, of the verses um, pulled out to give you, but a couple books in the Bible, excellent character uh, studies on leadership, is Isaiah and Jeremiah. Yeah. And it's excellent because there are multiple passages in both books where they point out the qualities of a good leader, but they also, mm-hmm. at different, different points, uh, make clear that leaders are actually a reflection of us. And, and yes, they I think are. that yeah. is a tremendously important point to make. I make this all the time. People get tired of me saying it, but I say <laughs> our leaders reflect us. And this mm-hmm. gets back to why it's more important to be in the word than being a political punditry mm-hmm. um, and to be more involved in your community, in your church, and not look to politics as a savior because particularly in a system of government where we choose our leaders, which is mm-hmm. n- not common uh, in the broader scope of history, our leaders reflect us, and so I think people get annoyed at their leaders sometimes for for being uh, embarrassing <laughs> yeah. because they feel like it hits a little too close to home. Mm-hmm. Um, so Maybe the most offensive thing to me that I think Christians have done poorly um, and, and, and made it even harder for me to... Uh, to look at to look at this election and the previous election um, clearly is when they try to justify the bad behaviors. So they take, um, I, I hate to keep saying it, but we, we take Trump because that's who we're talking about. Yeah. Um, and instead instead of being honest, an honest um, evaluator and saying, I like these things, but these things are bad um, because of the political uh, teamsmanship that we have. It's like, okay, now I'm on this team. I can only say good things about my guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I will and I will just defend and justify everything mm-hmm. that he does and everything that he says. And I think that drives a bunch of people away, especially people who are just looking at politics for the first time and they're saying, Well, um, you know, so and so is is um is defending Trump for this horrible thing that he said. Mm-hmm. And there's no way that, you know, that I can do that mm-hmm. because Trump is, you know, because that's a terrible thing to say, where if, if we would just honestly say that's bad, he shouldn't say those kinds of things mm-hmm. and, and, and evaluate them each time and not get caught on. I'm rooting for my team. Mm-hmm. And no matter what my team does, I'm going to root for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important what Mark said to, um, and this, this rubbed me the wrong way the first few times I heard it, but the more I've thought about it, um, I think that there's, there's something to it. Um, you know, we are electing someone to do a job, um, and that job is not a explicitly Christian job. Um, and mm-hmm. so, um, if, if we have a choice, would we rather go to a Christian doctor or a Christian dentist mm-hmm. or a Christian barber or mm-hmm. whatever? Yes. But ultimately, the most important thing is I need somebody who will get that job done, <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> yeah. so the guy that cuts my hair might be a believer and that would be great, but he might not. Now, if I have a choice of 50 mm-hmm. different people, but if I'm in a town with two barbers mm-hmm. and neither one of them love the Lord, mm-hmm. I still have to get my hair cut, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I need somebody who's going to do the best job. And, and the most important thing to me is that my hair looks good when I leave. Mm-hmm. That's what they're there for. But I have to, in my own mind, keep them in that place and not 
and not elevate them to a pedestal of this is the most important person in my life. They, they um, reflect all of my values and mm -hmm. things that I hold dear. So a quick question, because I could be hearing this wrong, but both of you, you kind of sound like you believe in, in the strength of a two party system. Do you believe that? I mean, do you go into this saying, you know, there are more people on the ballot than just these two candidates for president? Or do you think, oh, well, you know, these are the two guys because and, I, and I'll, I'll show my hand here. Um, I'm not voting for either one of them. <laughs> and so that there will Brent and I've talked about this. There will be people who will say, well, you'll waste your vote. Um, I, I understand what they're saying. Um, I don't agree with it, but I'm asking for you because I do feel like you're more educated in this than I am. Um, do you think if you vote, if someone votes for a different candidate that they're wasting their vote, Mark? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is one of my favorite subjects. Um, <laughs> I'm actually, I, I, on one hand, I want to, to acknowledge that the two-party system has, has value or has value, had value to this nation mm -hmm. in that it brings a certain stability and ability traditionally to, do, uh, to conduct the, the business of the nation mm -hmm. um, in ways that sometimes countries with a more parliamentary system with more parties mm -hmm. on the ballot, like, like Britain, struggle to do. That said, um, I absolutely do not believe that your vote is wasted if it is an accurate reflection of your conscience mm -hmm. and your values. Mm -hmm. um, will it have ramifications? Possibly, but, mm -hmm. but politicians don't deserve your vote. They have to earn it. Mm -hmm. And you are accountable not to politicians, but to God. Mm -hmm. So if you have to sit out a race because you just cannot square your conscience with either one of the candidates and you view your vote as some, some tacit mm -hmm. or indirect endorsement of them, mm -hmm. then then absolutely vote without where God's leading you. Mm -hmm. I tell people all the time, this is, to me, tremendously important. Mm -hmm. I will never, ever, ever ask someone to vote against their conscience. Mm -hmm. I will try to inform their conscience. Mm -hmm. Right. As mm -hmm. best I can, but I'll never ask them to vote against their conscience. I have voted third party; that's still on the table for me mm -hmm. this time. Um, I, I'm realistic about the fact that in Texas it may not be as big a deal as if I was in Ohio or Florida. Right. <laughs> but um, be, it, it beyond so beyond the, the values part of it, and just from a more pragmatic standpoint, mm -hmm. as someone who's been very involved in politics for a while, I'm not disillusioned about it by any means. Obviously, I'm still involved, but. I do believe we have to be willing to shake up the system and kind of kick, fight back against it mm -hmm. if we are dissatisfied with the results that it is in in whole mm -hmm. uh, producing. So if you are entirely dissatisfied with the system and the product that it is turning out, then maybe you need to consider that you you mm -hmm. should do something else because mm -hmm. if you always do what you've always done, you're always going to get what you've always got. And what is the definition of insanity? Yeah. So that is not an <laughs> argument against voting for either the two party candidates, but I absolutely believe it is vitally important for Christians to feel, to believe and feel free to exercise their conscience. Right. 
at the ballot box, even though that means voting third party. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I voted third party last time. Uh, first time I've done that for president. Um, and it was, I, I found both parties so, sides so distasteful, I could not vote. Um, I think, um, and that now it turns out the person that I voted for, I'm not real pleased with at this point. I right. think he turned out to be not what he was presenting right. himself to be. Mm -hmm. And so um, a lot of times those lesser party candidates have not been as thoroughly vetted, vetted yeah. uh, by the public or whatever. And so I, I feel like more than anything, I was it was a protest vote. But hey, a protest vote, I, like I said, I have a clean conscience about what I did last time. I, I uh, And this time, I feel like I'm more informed um, as to as to who Donald Trump is, um, or at least how he will govern. And I'm leaning toward being okay with that okay, as long as I don't mm -hmm. give him uh, more credit than he is due. Sure, mm -hmm. sure. So it sounds like, and something one of our young adults asked was, do you um, distinguish between your Christian values and your political views? And I think y'all really hit on that mm -hmm. really well, but that leads to my question of what you said of informing your conscience. So do you have good resources of where they can go to, you know, like the internet's a scary place, right. you know yeah. I mean? To just Google it would be, you right. know, kind of send you down a dark hole, but as far as good resources online or books or people or, you know, can we send them to you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think different things, uh, different people um, on different issues. Um, mm -hmm. So there are very few people. Uh, there's there's nobody that I agree with 100%. I, mm -hmm. I say even like on city council, um, I'm like, I don't even vote. I don't even agree with myself on everything I've done <laughs> for the last <laughs> five years <laughs> because great. now I have some time to think about it. And I'm like, you know, I'm not sure that was the right thing to do. So don't ever... Um, get don't get caught in the cult of personality of people you're voting for, but also don't get caught in the cult of personality of people that you read. Mm. Um, but um, I've found um, uh, that Russell Moore mm -hmm. um, of the ERLC um, is, is a is a very good resource. Um, he is he is a Christian first. He has theology that it, that is very much in line with us. Um, and, and he really follows the politics well. Um, also Albert Moeller, um, and, uh, he, he has, um, once again, a, a Christian worldview. He starts from a Christian perspective. He's a pastor, he's a professor at, at a seminary and, um, and he has a, um, a podcast. Mark will know the name of the podcast, but it's really good. Um, and uh, Eric Erickson is mm -hmm. a guy that I've been following since law school. Um, he is a he is a lawyer first, and then he became kind of a political pundit. Um, he's now going back to seminary, so he, he's I've always been drawn to him because he is a believer. But over time, he he has done a really good job of not just getting sucked into the political vortex. Mm -hmm. um, he has really spent um, a, a lot of time learning what he believes from a Christian perspective, but, but he still comments a mm -hmm. lot on that. Um, Jonah Goldberg is a guy that I really, uh, like he is uh, not a believer. Um, and, but he is a, um, he is just a really good thinker and an excellent writer. Um, used to be with the national review. Now he's, um, at, um, the dispatch. And I think he has podcasts, but also he writes, um, and, and he really is a, a great, writer. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so anyway, I can probably think of more or y'all can follow me on Twitter and I'll retweet a bunch of <laughs> insane things. But um, <laughs> anyway, um, but uh, anyway, I'll pass it over to Mark. Well, I would like to uh, disagree with Brent and encourage strongly that each of you completely shut down, delete, and then burn your Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, Mark. Yeah, I agree yeah, with Mark. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, no, Brent and I actually, uh, we thought we were being original, but it turns out we're listening to the same stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, in, the, in kind of the category of people I know I share a ton of values with and I want and I and I trust to hold me accountable uh, would be Russell Moore and Al Mohler and uh, Russell Moore has a couple podcasts that I like to listen to because I'm on the farm a lot so mm-hmm. um, Signpost is one he has some other mm-hmm. and he has both political and kind of sermon content so you can check both those out Al Mohler has a podcast called uh, The Briefing Daily, Daily Briefing or something yeah. like that really really excellent strongly recommend it I would really encourage, so I have that accountability kind of category, and then I would try and find people that kind of challenge your worldview, Mm -hmm. uh, both from a religious and non-religious perspective, but be be discriminate about it, find people who are intellectually honest and themselves people of integrity. I I I listen to one of my favorite shows is, is, I'll just drop it, it's The Rising uh, on the Hill. Mm-hmm. You, you look on YouTube and it's, it's a Democrat socialist mm-hmm. who voted for Bernie Sanders and it's some oh. sort of weird right-wing populist um, guy who can't stand Trump. Anyway, they mm-hmm. I, I disagree with them on so much, but I, I think that they're people of integrity, so I listen to them. Um, and then I, I like The Daily, it's a New York Times yeah. podcast. It's, I'm a conservative, so I want to make sure I'm and I want to make sure I'm not just filtering all my news mm-hmm. and brief commentary that we're listening. through, yeah. through, yeah, through kind of the echo chamber. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have to be careful what I recommend because some of them are, are you know, not you know, you know wholesome in some respects. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Joe Rogan, somebody mm-hmm. I listen to, just mm-hmm. as somebody I want to expand my horizons, so I'll I'll just go through his his podcast episodes and go that person I have zero in common. So I'm going right. to listen to that person. Right. Right. You know, I would show. say that I, I mean, I listen to Joe Rogan occasionally. So yeah. for listeners that may be sensitive ears, yeah, this is, maybe yes. that's not the one. Exactly. Is that what you're saying? The younger audience. There you go. Okay. Um, but <laughs> I trust y'all to edit this as, a, as appropriate. <laughs> and then beyond that, I would, I would actually, in, in all honesty, I, I took a shot at Twitter, but in all honesty, I would, I would cut out the social media noise. Mm. It, it is at a fever pitch around election time. And as that is when you, it has the least value to it. Mm-hmm. Has the least value for 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 to you when it is most trying to get your attention. Mm-hmm. So I would I would quiet social media noise. I'd get off of some platforms, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really beyond just politics. Yeah. And I would try and get things that you that are in print, their papers, their books. Go to your dad. Go to your mom. Go to your mentors and say mm-hmm. I would like to know more about different subjects. Do you have recommendations? And then because we do live in a context, which is, you know, that we were founded, had founders in 1776 mm-hmm. signed an important document. And, you know, mm-hmm. we turn to those original documents so that you understand mm-hmm. the context and the framework that we uh, live in. So go read the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Go read the Declaration of Independence. Mm-hmm. Go read the Federalist Papers. If you're feeling feisty, read the Anti-Federalist Papers. <laughs> Go read George Washington's Farewell Address, mm-hmm. some of these really important documents, the Gettysburg Address. Mm-hmm. And just, they're not the Bible. Always go with the Bible first. Let's stick like that. But these are some really important and really wise documents mm-hmm. in our history. Um, 
that I would encourage a return to those in addition to these awesome podcasts. Um, and it's okay to have some partisan people in your life. Mm-hmm. Just find, again, find people who are honest about it. I like Ben Shapiro. I get that he's super annoying to some people, mm-hmm. uh, but he's honest about his partisanship mm-hmm. and he'll, he's a man of integrity. I think who will call, mm-hmm. call a president out when he's wrong and say what he's yeah. right. So that's awesome. Well, Great. we could not be more grateful yeah. for your time and your wisdom and insight. And I think, uh, I think you would second this that our young adults and youth listening will be very grateful. Yes. One of the things that um, we always encourage our kids with is to tell them that, you know, as you were both saying, politicians don't have the greatest voice in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, our, the, the person who stands up and, and preaches the word of God um, actually is, has the most powerful voice in the world because the word is effectual. And so one of the things that, that we were talking about is that, you know, Ben has been preaching on fasting the last several weeks and prayer and giving to the needy. And I was just thinking about how this would be an appropriate opportunity for us as believers to, um, you know, as you were saying, maybe fast from social media, maybe fast Mm -hmm. and pray to the Lord for something better Mm -hmm. and seeking the heart of God, you know, God, these things are good. These voices are good, but what we want to, we want to seek your heart. Mm -hmm. And so um, what a great, great note to end on mm-hmm. you know christ is here he sees us he's present and there's absolutely a plan mm-hmm. i mean obviously uh romans is real clear on the fact that government i mean it's instituted you know mm-hmm. and so we mm-hmm. want to be respectful and we want to do what the lord um has for us to do mm-hmm. in this and so thank you guys for your time i know you've got yeah. a busy day so absolutely yeah our pleasure and- and that can is I a say wrap. one, yes, one more thing? I'm sorry, can. before you say that, <laughs> uh, first of all, I agree with Mark. I've had to take uh, breaks from social media several several uh-huh. times around election <laughs> time because it, it, it gets overwhelming. But what I would say is be very skeptical of people and politics telling you what the Bible says. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, there, a good word. There is, there is <laughs> yeah. a lot of yeah. people out there. Put that at the front. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people out there who do not believe what we believe about what God says that use the Bible to try to push a political agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so anytime a politician starts quoting the Bible, your, your flag should go up and you should run to the word mm-hmm. and say, is that what God is telling me? Or is he trying, mm-hmm. he or she trying to um, pervert the word of God to help me think a certain way? Mm-hmm. Can you say real quickly, if you remember what you told me in our little break, about um, when I said we've got a lot of activists and when something happens, like in the Black Lives Matter, and yes. that kind of stuff, and something happens, they feel the need to like, I need to have a stance on this. Right. Um, I would say, and and this, my wife told me this during the Black Lives Matter thing. She said, nobody needs to hear what you say right now. Mm-hmm. Um, retreat, spend some time she in the word. She doesn't know you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Retreat, spend some time in the word. Pray, figure out what it is that you believe about these things that you know that are true. Um, You do not have to jump out into an area that you know very little about and try to be an expert on it all at once. Um, And so always go to the word of God first um, and then go to the people like Mark. Mark had a progression in the people. He said, these are the people that I trust, Mm -hmm. that I know their heart and I know that I believe the same thing that they do. Spend your time there first. Build that foundation of what you believe Mm -hmm. and then start challenging it. If you go immediately to people that challenge you right off the bat and you think, well, that person's not a believer, but they're saying some really cool things about this subject Mm -hmm. that should scare you. Mm -hmm. You should, you should learn what you, 
learn what you believe about a subject from people that you agree with on other more foundational mm -hmm. important subjects mm -hmm. first and then step into it yeah call a log is in your own eye work on that work yeah. on that that's first awesome. that's yeah. awesome thank you guys thanks and guys we of course want you our listeners to join in the conversation so you can find us at on instagram at the underscore ucast or email us at the ucast at gmail.com and we will talk to you next week talk to you later Thank you.